Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Transformers, defenders of truth! Terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 545. We're live tonight. It is Wednesday night, September 13th. I'm Lucas. I'm joined tonight by Anna. Good evening. And Christian. What up? And Phil. Hi. Every. Are you like assuming that you're going to freeze here, Phil? So you're just like pre doing this? Yeah, exactly. There you go. He's getting into character as himself. Mm. Mm. That's just frozen me. Got it. So, so yeah, so we're starting a little bit later tonight. Um, I think due to uh, Anna's schedule on, on Wednesday nights, which I yeah, think a lot, Anna. I yeah, teach. Jeez. I mean, I guess I could podcast from my classroom, but that probably seems a little tasteless. Yeah, it's too much work. Wait, <laughs> I got him to hate America. Did this? I'm okay. Ro- Roxy wasn't okay with this. She was asleep. On- I was napping. She was napping on me, and so I had to disturb her, and she's not happy. In a schedule. Hey, somebody have the show on. Somebody's got it. It's not me. Somebody got it. I made sure they stopped. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Lilith. It was Lilith. It was. But, uh, but, but yeah, so that's kind of the thing. I don't know. We, we may eventually move back to a more regular schedule. I apologize for the late notice uh, for everyone as well, too. But uh, here we are. Christian has a very real job, Zaldron. So, you know, that's, that's enough out of you. Yeah, when... Who thinks I don't have a job? <laughs> I know you said Christian didn't have a job. What? That's absurd. Good job Is Christian a real American hero? No. <laughs> Fair no. enough. The biggest fan. God, no. So what, the... what don't you like about this stuff? It looks ridiculous. This oh, is amazing. come on. You put Transformers in that thing and it's fantastic, Christian. That still looked ridiculous. They do look ridiculous. Like, ridiculous in a good way. Yeah, this is this is ridiculously awesome. That's pretty great. Oh, wow. Christian, you'll be happy to know that I don't have it. It would be awesome, though, if I picked up the same thing. But I don't even know what that is, so. 
I think if I had to pick like the limited things I know about army guys versus snake terrorists, I think if I had to pick an alignment, I would be closer to a snake terrorist. This is a snake terrorist vehicle. Yeah. Well, good. Maybe I would not be that kind of snake terrorist. AKA don't they have like a bunch of Australians who ride around the outback and do their own thing? Uh, they don't really ride around the outback there. Yes. The dreadnoughts are essentially Mad Max villain ripoffs. Great. I'll Um, hang out with them. Yeah, G.I. Joe, the cartoon, brought in a lot of, like, 80s, like, just random 80s culture, like, random Australian guys, ninjas, for the sake of ninjas, and, yeah, it was, we got a little bit of that in Transformers, you know, like, Outback, um, and, and uh, you know, of course, we had ninja Transformers, like, Nightbird, um, but, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't as blatant as G.I. Joe was. I, I want to come back around at some point to the rumor if a Christian doesn't have a job. Where did that come from? No, no. Uh, it didn't say you didn't have a job. It said you didn't have a real job. I don't yeah. Know what... What's a fake job? I don't know. I I'm, think I'm that's not the... really sure. Right. I think that was one very specific person razzing you, Christian. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Terrible, Raz. I'm also trying to figure out, like, I know nothing about G.I. Joe, how we managed to spend a fair amount of episodes talking about it. We should really stop doing that. Uh, It's because of crossovers. They should stop doing that, too. How did you manage not to have much exposure to G.I. Joe, Lucas? Because he's a good person. Well... Um, it's because of the timing of like when it was on. I can't remember if it was like the G.I. Joe was on too early or something like that. Like I think G.I. Joe was on first and then Transformers where I was at. And so like I never like actually, you know, just, just whatever. If it was, I can't remember if it was the timing after school or like in the morning or whatever. It's just I didn't ever see it. Mm, okay so yeah that makes sense i missed it because of timing too it was canceled by the time i was born that's fair well there you go so but yeah we we are on the cusp of uh PulseCon. we and, are uh, so so that's pretty exciting i guess that's coming up uh next, next nine friday. days next yeah, friday and you can tell they're to... going with uh, non-SAG uh, actors. Uh, I said the very the same thing to Lucas earlier thing. when he called me to shadow his way home from work. Yeah. Well, it's like that dude from Holes isn't back. Dang. Oh, because of the thing. Yeah. Because he's on strike. I'm, hey, good I'm for him. excited for all the performers that are going to be there. and Right? I'm actually glad <laughs> they have cut all of that stuff. I mean, maybe it's because of the strike and they'll be back next year or whenever, but like... Just just do the toy panels and then be done. Well, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm sure that they probably did a lot of that just to get the average person to watch. But I don't know if, like, the demographics that they, you know, obviously the strike's a big part of it, too. But I, I don't know that, you know, how many people are actually going to be tuning into PulseCon that wouldn't have, you know, that... Uh, due to whatever Jack Black being on it, so. 
I do like uh, Dan Larson being uh, one of the guests this year. He's uh, his Toy Galaxy and um, I forget what it used to be called. YouTube channel is pretty entertaining and fun. And, and you know, I, I, I know a good amount of folks who watch that that mm-hmm. don't really buy toys these days. Like they still have the nostalgia for toys and they they're good for a, you know, seven minute YouTube video every couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, I would hope that he would bring in some eyes that would be like, oh, yeah, you know, let me go check out and see what is new and, and out there in the world of stuff that I used to love. So, yeah, that's probably the more economic way to go, too, because I'm assuming that, you know, it's having YouTubers probably doesn't cost the same amount as actors. So, yeah, you had me going when you mentioned all the performers sarcastically because I haven't looked at what's happening at PulseCon. I haven't looked at any of it. So I thought maybe they were doing performers again. No, yeah, not that actually, I've seen. Like list out the uh, performers. Well, that's or... true. There's not a schedule yet. I guess they could they could pull something on us, but they kind of announced all the YouTubers who were going to be on. So I think we're safe. Where do you actually find this information out? Because I'm like trying to look on the uh, website. I don't see anything. I looked that's at right. the Pulse socials recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it on like Instagram or something like that? They'll eventually send us an email that has all of it. They will. Fair enough. But yeah, they haven't posted a schedule yet, so that's probably why there's not anything on the site. So the question is with PulseCon, I can't remember, like, do they actually have a, a media outlet that, like, reveals a lot of that stuff ahead of time? Or do they not? Is that just for like SCCC? I think it's just San Diego these days. Okay. Maybe NYCC, but I think they've kind of switched NYCC for PulseCon. So that means we should get some actual surprises? To find actual surprises. We we'll probably won't have seen the things, but we'll have seen listings for the things. That's fine. I haven't been paying as much attention to the leak list for the last couple months, so maybe I'll be slightly surprised. You'll be slightly surprised. I mean, the, you should be able work. to go back and watch some of our shows. Like, I think we've discussed all the leak lists and such. I'm on every one of those. Yeah. And I skip every one of them. Great. It's because nope. you hate me. The word Ooh. from vendors that we know is that so far, everything that we've seen from leak lists has been checkboxed as, as being accurate. Now, you know, even with the vendors ordering lists, those can those can change. Um, but but yeah, our leak list has been verified uh, for the I think first half of 2024. So I'm going to segue us into our topic by saying, Good. to me, it's sort of it's it's partially a bummer that our leak lists are so consistent now, right? Like we know who puts out the good leak list. We know who to wait for. We know that that leak list is going to be accurate. We don't really have to overthink it. I kind of miss the goofy amusement of, you know, the, the real leak list would be somewhere in all the random messaging and there'd be all these people who were leak listing things that were coming out of their ass and things that they were dreaming of. And 
is it's like nonsense, right? People would sneak in a custom and say it was like, you know, a new toy that had come out. And I kind of miss that chaos. It was so silly and chaotic. That was even as recent as what, a year ago that we were getting <laughs> dev cons that, that were actually customs and shoot even recently with the um, the minor Megatron, right? We got the, the Megatron, custom yeah. right before he actually got revealed. Remember the no, Happy the Meal Minor Beast Megatron. Wars customs? Man, I want to be real. I'm talking about the 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 um the G1 articulated. Um, I forget what they're calling that. Missing um, link. Missing link. The missing link. The missing link Megatron. Supposedly, oh, yeah. a, um, a fake uh, listing picture. A fraud. And yeah. I really enjoyed messing with everyone on the missing link thing, right? Like I was the one being all skeptical. It'd be at all like, but what if it isn't real? What if it just looks like Takara reveals? And honestly, like, I knew the whole time it was going to be real, but I just wanted it to be. I just wanted there to be a chance that it was random, a chance that it was nonsense, and that we were all being fooled. That's fun. And, yeah, that's gone, because things are so predictable and consistent now. I mean, I, I, I do remember the days where it was you know, waiting at my mailbox for the Toy Fair edition of the magazine Toy Fair that would show you what was coming out, you know, that year. Because this was, internet was very, very new. Internet was not getting into Toy Fairs and being able to get pictures of that stuff. So we were literally waiting for like a month after events took place to see what things looked like in magazines. <laughs> And even like like the Fun Pub magazines back in the day, they would have sometimes the first reveals of of toys. I remember uh, what was it? Uh, Classic Sunfire um, was first revealed in a uh, in a magazine. I got kicked off a board for uh, posting a picture of it because it was supposed to be exclusive to the the Fun Pub magazine. And I was like, well, you know, after this, I'm going to post it. And I got kicked off of uh, what Unicron.com's board at the time. Serves you right if you were told not to do it. Classic Whatever, Sunfire? Is that what you said? Uh, Sunstreaker. What did I say? I'm sorry. You said Sunfire. I'm like, who I'm is sorry. That? Yeah. Bajan's yeah. a Marvel character. The but character that never came out. So the fact that he, he revealed it was pretty controversial. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it used to be a lot more chaotic and random and fun. And I remember thumbing through Toy Fair and whatever. But even, you know, more recently, having to sift through rumors and getting to be playful about it. And I think, you know, Christian and I have kind of been been sharing an existential crisis for the last few months about just kind of. Like, okay, so we're collecting. We're collecting a lot, perhaps more than we should be sometimes. We're getting a lot of really great toys, but we're not always sure we're getting as much joy out of them, as much toy joy, not to be confused with joy toy that makes Warhammer toys. We're not getting as much toy joy out of them as we used to. Does that summarize it pretty well, Christian? Yeah. Oh, you were doing great. I just, I didn't need to add anything to that. Oh, perfect. So I've just been noticing that, like, you know, I get a pile of new toys 
And sometimes I open them quickly for reviews or something. Sometimes I open them quickly because I'm on book club with everybody and talking about toys or it's after a show with you all. And I go through like, you know, multiple four or five different toys and it's like, okay, cool. I got these. These are nice. I give this one a seven out of 10. This is a good toy. And then I put it down. That's about it. How long do you put them down? Sometimes forever. Sometimes forever. And isn't that kind of a bummer since we collect transforming action figures? Because out of all the toys you can collect, these are some of the most interesting ones to pick up again. Not only can you pose them, you can transform them, you can change their accessories, you can brush their hair. Wait, I think I got Mm. a track there. Mm, mock kick. I need or a mock the, kick uh, just so I can brush his hair. You really do need a mock kick. Like, if I could recommend one crazy transformer for you to have, it's that one. My kick the is a Comic Con hair metal, uh, the four pack. Oh, those, those are good. Exactly. Yeah, those yeah. are good. Good concept, at least. I don't know about the implementation. But anyway. What we wanted to talk about was, like, how do we get the toy joy back? And I think this is something that all of us can contribute to, even if, you know, I'd say that Lucas hasn't quite been going through an existential crisis, and I think Phil might actually be happy. So, (laughs) how dare he? Well, I mean, I think... For me, I don't know, like, a lot of us have kind of discussed this for a while, and I know Rob last week, it it really kind of hit home when he was talking about it, about the fact that he said that, like, he quit budgeting because he, like, buys so few things now that his, like, budget, like, just is not, like, 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 he doesn't spend his budget anymore just because you know just because he's like not buying things obviously like if you're collecting mainline um that would be hard to do unless you're really picky um but i know for him and like if you're if you're collecting masterpiece and things like that like the um uh frequency of those figures coming out is is a lot less than what it used to be so Um, yeah, it's true. But, but I was going to say, though, too, is that, like, I I feel like for a lot of us, like, I feel like we're closer to, like, I don't know if, like, the end or, like, having a, um, a collection that you're good with, I guess, um, than the beginning, you know? Like, you know, we've, we all have a fair amount of toys. And I think that's the other thing, too, Anna, to your point, like, where... That, yeah, the thousandth Transformer you've handled or whatever is probably not as, like, exciting as the first one that you, trans, you know, that you did, so. Or even the thousandth Sideswipe mold that you've collected <laughs> hey. just isn't as exciting as the first one. Hey, I had to be excited cool with that one though. the other day because yeah. it had new tabs I hadn't encountered and I broke them off immediately. <laughs> Which tabs are you talking about anyway? They're, like, in the front of the knees by the wheels. Okay, so they're... Are they these ones? Yeah. Okay. On the inside, not on the flap. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know why those are there. 
I think okay. they're there so that the piece that is a knee pad that's on the back of the uh, the back of the knees, it's not a knee pad for this release, and it doesn't move for this release, but it used to move. So I moved it, and it broke the tabs. Oh, bummer. It's not a big deal. It's such a fun toy otherwise, though. It does the, does the thing. I was very excited about that. See, and that's a bit of toy joy. Like, it's doing the thing. <laughs> yeah, I got some mixed toy joy from this one, right? Because, like, not only did I end up with a Rodimus that I didn't want, right? I didn't want the Shattered Glass Rodimus. That's not a toy Crazy. I would normally seek out. It's cool, but I didn't... He's no one to me. Shattered Glass is not really a thing that I do. And it's not a thing that really excites me. So I think that's part of the problem. And I don't want to get rid of my Studio Series 86 Hot Rod because he's really good. I want to keep both of them, but I'm trying to do less of the same mold, 50th side swipe, that I used to. So, yeah, that's tricky. But the other thing is, what I really want is Armada Will Jack, right? Like, I think he's coming. He's got to be coming, right? Was not something that if I had to write my list of what toys do I want in my collection before I die or something, I would not have written Shutter Glass Sideswipe, right? That, that's not a thing I was interested in. But now I have it. So it's like eh, mixed toy joy. I had some mixed toy joy from that too. I mean, the, the tab thing, obviously. But looking at Whisper, Whisper is real good. Real good. And it, it makes me look at all of the MicroMasters from Siege and Earthrise and be like, none of you are this. They're all kind of bad. And as much as I wanted all those MicroMasters to be good, they're not. No. So it's like, now I've got this whole pile of MicroMasters that I don't know how to display very well. That I don't even like that much. Do they need to leave? There isn't a good way to display those, really. Like, I've... I've... There's two ways I've found you can successfully display those. One is in car mode. Like, if you just want to pile on micro machines, they're they're fine that way. And the other looking... is... Sorry, please tell I'm me I'm using the, the shock troops from my Dr. Wu figures. So I have the small Dr. Wu MicroMaster size main characters. And with a nicely articulated, well-detailed, good little tiny Optimus Prime leading them, they're like shock troops to go get killed in the sidelines. They work for that purpose, but that's about it. I've been working on a plan for a new piece of furniture to display my G1 MicroMaster, because that's a collection that I'm really proud that I I finished. It took me a really long time, and I really like them. They all go together. We're going to come back to that. But, like, they... They need a dedicated thing, just like my BotBots needed a dedicated thing to show them off well. So I'm kind of working on that. But I want to do that for my G1 MicroMasters because there's a lot of them. They all go together. They all look nice, and the cities do things, and they're cool. The new MicroMasters are just like there. And I know they're, they're part of it, and they go with the, the new collection, but they don't really go with the new collection. And I like things that go together. And I think one of the way things can't go together that is being highlighted by the new toys is if they're, they look similar and they work, but they're not as good, right? If there's a quality jump, yep. it just doesn't work out as well. And that, that, that's actually kind of amusing for people getting so excited about this Fort Max reissue, 
that has been going up and off and on all week and selling out and all that goodness because that toy is pretty old by comparison to a lot of the figures we have now. And a lot of those people are going to get that toy and be like, where's its ankle tilt? Why is it a lot blockier than other things? I've really What's been considering tossing mine. Not throwing it away, literally, but like, it doesn't fit with what I'm doing now. Why do I have it? Same with yeah, the Metroplex. The, and The fact that I have it posed on my shelf in a way where ankle tilt would make it look right, it just, <laughs> the feet are kind of floating. Because he's not like Scorpodoc, and Scorpodoc can pose better than him. So. Yeah, pretty egregious hey. when you compare him to Scorpodoc. Hey, Phil, did you freeze? No, I'm still here. I just was, you know... Um, I think you're I frozen. Alright, maybe I am. And, uh, <laughs> no, you're not. He's just forming... He's he's listening to our points, and he's formulating... No. He is frozen on YouTube, Christian. Yeah, oh, really? frozen on YouTube. Yeah, no, on, on YouTube he is. Like, that's what... I was, like, seeing there going, because um, Zaldron mentioned it, if, if you froze or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, it, it does... Now, luckily, you're back now in the exact same pose that you were before. Yeah. When you were frozen, so there you go. Yeah. No, I was just saying, like, I was just thinking that I, I know where you're coming from with the MicroMasters, it is a space prohibitive way to display it, but it, like to me, they look really good on Omega Supreme when Omega Supreme's in base mode. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that was you know contemporary when those toys were coming out. They all came out at the same time Omega Supreme came with the MicroMaster. Um, so I think they look the best with with him and, and even you know some of the other city bots because um, they all do you know for the most part connect together. So you do still have a lot of that same play pattern, which which I have a lot of fun of, and you know would you know in the winter my my son and I build giant transformer bases and, and diorama kind of things, uh, just in the spare room with with all the big city bots and anyone that's got a connector gets gets attached to that. So even hoist. Yeah, Titan bases are really good for the MicroMasters. They do yes. they play well there. And and again, Omega Supreme specifically because he's got that just kind of rectangular shape uh, footprint when he's in base mode. He's not like the long, you know, you know, big. You know, he's, he's a little more compact uh, in base mode than a lot of the other Titans are. I think the thing that's tough about Fort Max is is that I feel like of the Titans, that's the only one where. Like, I would really say the original G1 one was better than the new one. Like, all, a lot of the other ones are kind of upsizing the older figures, uh, you know, for the most part. Um, and then, of course, like, Scorponok is great, like, with his ankle tilt and everything. But, like, yeah, Fort Max, like, I don't know. I'm just not... I haven't been a huge fan. But it, it seems crazy to me that, like... I don't feel like the Fort Max when it originally came out was like super popular or well received. Like it was, I feel like everyone's kind of like, eh, it's fine. And then it like went on super clearance and, and all that. And it like somehow now, uh, that, you know, the reissue is, and I realize it's years later and there's more people collecting and they probably like, you know, missed out originally. And so it's, you know, 
um, different times, I suppose. Well, I think, I think people's collections are a lot bigger now. And that Fort Max shaped hole that some people who weren't collecting when he first came out have is probably more egregious than it was before. Because now they're like, wow, Fort Max sure would be cool with the rest of my collection. And now they have a chance. So they're excited. And I bet you they're going to be disappointed. I really bet a lot of those people are going to get that thing home and be like, oh, hmm. It's, <laughs> this- it's not awful by any stretch i would never ever call it terrible i like mine i think it's it's just it's not up to snuff with what we're getting now which is a cool a great cool problem to have it's just a problem nonetheless to me fortress maximus suffers because he was the one that was by far and above the most of just a a remold of a previous titan he was shares so much with metroplex and i'm sure that was intentional so you know, it just, you can kind of tell that he didn't get as much, you know, uniqueness as, as some of his other Titan counterparts did. Um, he was the second Titan to come out. Now they had like the Titan class Devastator. Um, but in terms of just being one big bot, he was the second one after Metroplex. And yeah, they kind of, to a certain extent, cheaped out you know, in terms of just reusing a lot of Metroplex parts. So that ages him even more because he's based off a toy that's even older than he himself is. I think he turned out that way because he was the only time there were two Titans in a line. Okay. Because they started the line with Fort Max, they ended it with Triptychon. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Triptychon ate all that budget, just like he eats Titan Masters. Yeah, no, I, did, I forgot about you. Right, they were both uh, Titan Masters. Yeah, that's what you guys keep me around for. I have history brain, not as good as Peter has it, but hey, I'm yeah. I'm here. Well, and, and Fort Max is just sort of missing things. Like he's missing guns and stuff that the original came with. So that just makes him feel very much of a a check the box, you know, Transformer versus a yeah this is this is what i wanted as a kid but to the nth degree i think yeah hasbro had an opportunity to do what they did with the walmart retro headmasters two years ago they come out and use like new colors closer to the lg colors and use the you know takara toolings if there are different toolings maybe there aren't but that's what they did with the retro headmasters just something different but this is truly an, a reissue there's not even a new box there's not a new box art is it says titans return on the package still it's just like what is this why is this here now it's so odd it is odd well i'm sure it's just one of those things again that it's going for a fair amount in the secondary market like the only thing i don't like know is is like i don't know like when they're doing these reruns like how many figures do they actually have to do a run of, you know, to make it, uh, to make it work. So the other question I have is, is like, would you be excited if they also like when they brought this back out, if they gave us a brave max, I'd probably get that brave max, but I'd probably still complain. Yeah. It would still be the same dated mold and the same dated everything. Right, right. It's why, you know, I guess people are thinking that Metroplex could be on the table too, since Fort Max is here. And Metroplex also commands a huge price. Like, would you get a Metro Titan now? It's like, 
I want a Metro Titan, but I'm not sure I want a Metro Titan off a 10-year-old mold. Right. I yeah, mean, I, I agree with that. For the folks that are saying, oh, it's not even a new box, there's nothing new about it, like, you're saying all these things that you're not super excited about the toy, and how many people would feel obligated to buy the new toy, to buy the reissue if he had a new box or had mild, you know, deco updates. You know, not you know. There's a lot of folks that that we know that like, crap. I got to go buy this thing now. You know, oh, honestly, I would be stressed out if it was premium finish. Yeah, like I, if this I, I was... might get it if it were nice. Yeah, I might yeah. be. I might feel like I should, and that would be so stupid because I have one that's perfectly fine. Right, and that's my point. The fact that they didn't update it all. You have it. You have no. Right urge to get this version and I, I think that's why like i've enjoyed seeing it coming out and just people talking about it and stuff but it, it definitely doesn't affect me that it's yeah. coming out you know it's like fine it's here it's happening great but yeah and i think that's a good thing honestly i think it's a good thing that it's just like here's a straight up reissue those of you who already have it no need to go and spend 200 bucks those of you who missed out Okay, you got to pay for inflation, but but here's much better price than what it's going for on eBay or, or any of the conventions. And in retrospect, I think this is something I should have caught on to a couple years ago. Whenever something was coming out that I didn't want, I was actually kind of happy because I was like, oh, one less toy I have to buy. Well, that's good. Like, I was doing that even a few years ago, you know? And I think that should have told me I was getting too much. Because I, I think for me, you know, getting back to the Toy Joy topic, I think what happened for me is that, and I, I hate likening toy collecting to addiction just because it's not quite psychologically the same thing. But I think there's some level of dose effect happening where like I can really enjoy a new Transformers action figure. Like I can get a lot of fun out of it. I can have it on my desk for a week, playing with it every time I have free time, posing it, taking pictures of it. I can pick it up again later and really enjoy it. But if I'm getting figure after figure after figure, each of those moments starts to become moments, right? Instead of weeks or days or hours, it starts to become, you know, oh, I'm going to maybe play with this for once, twice, and then have to put it down because the next one's already coming. And I think mentally I just keep doing it because it's like, oh, well, the next one will be better. The next one will be better. The next one will be better. And it doesn't work because I'm just getting too much of it, right? Like I still have that potential to really enjoy a good Transformers action figure, I just need to do it less. Well, I think the tough thing too is, is as we mentioned about the news cycle that it's like, okay, every week we're getting a new leak, you know, then we're also getting the, um, you know, previews of toys that are coming out. Right. And so it's almost like by the time you actually get the figure in your hand, it's like, how many pictures have you seen of Ultra Magnus now? Uh, like the Ultra Magnus figure that's coming out. Like, by the time we actually see it, like, we'll probably have multiple reviews, too, that you could be looking at as, like, on YouTube and whatnot, too. So it's like, it's, 
Like, I feel like you've almost, like, half experienced the toy going through that. And so you're like, oh, well, I just got this in hand. But, oh, they just announced an Optimus Primer. They just announced, like, you know, whatever. Whatever the next thing is, um, too. So, Bombshell, Bludgeon, whatever it may be. I think yeah, I think there are, some, there are some collectors out there who don't like to pre-order things online. They like to buy it on the shelf because them, part of the joy is finding that toy on the shelf and having that moment of excitement and elation for seeing something in the wild, quote unquote, for the first time. Um, and, and, you know, I, I admonish that a little bit just because to me, it's like the amount of time you have to spend hunting for things is is not free time that I have. Um and quite frankly, I get happy when the box is on my front porch, or when I get the email saying your your thing has been you know your thing has been delivered. Um, you know, but but I understand for some people that is part of the the toy joy. Um, I don't know. To me, Anna, I you know you're bringing up the idea of addiction, and so that kind of gets into psychology. To me, the the um uh, field that I would akin this more to is economics. And the law of diminishing returns. And so, you know, the, the law of diminishing returns, Econ 101 says your first bowl of ice cream, you really enjoy it. Your second bowl of ice cream, maybe you, you still enjoy that too. But by the time you get to the third or fourth bowl of ice cream, you're not enjoying yourself anymore. In fact, you might be, you know, sick of it and, and you know, literally feeling ill. And so I think we sometimes get that, not sometimes, I think there's a lot of collectors who are getting that when it comes to Transformers. That is just, you're getting so much that it is significantly diminished returns compared to what it used to be. That and, and some of these figures are not altogether that different than what we got maybe six months beforehand. Ironhide in particular is, is a phenomenal example. Yeah, I think that's that's a good another way to put it. And I think, you know, for those of you who have more of a psych background or more of an economics background, I think one of those two metaphors should work pretty well to kind of describe the, the kind of fatigue that's kind of happening. But it's a bummer because it's like being fatigued by a good thing. And for me, I've always prided myself on self-control. Right. Like that's something that I really like about myself is that I'm really good at self-control. I can resist that third bowl of ice cream pretty easily and all those type of things. And I feel like I've just kind of thrown that to the wind with Transformers because it's just like, you know, it's a combination of the show, peer pressure, the rate they're coming out, the fact I make significantly more money than I did 10 years ago. All of those things together just kind of and the pandemic forgot about the pandemic the pandemic was my major like given to throwing the caution to the wind moment I think throwing that discretion that I'm used to to the wind has just made me not enjoy the hobby as much well I think the release schedule too is is something that's hard it's like where uh there's certain periods of the year and you know we're in, in that period now where a lot of stuff is coming out. So, yeah. like, this is kind of the way that it is where, you know, we might have a little bit of a dry period for a couple months, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here, here's 20 toys that just showed up at your door if you were to get everything. And that release really cycle sucks because some of it is really rare after a moment, mm -hmm. right? Like, there's no... 
there's no sign of this being rare, right? The shutter glass, side swipe, and Rodimus. Like, it doesn't seem like it. All it's these Wreckers guys. All these Wreckers guys that happened. I just happen to have Impector on the desk right now. They they did not get rare. You know, they got clearance instead. But then I have this other ghost in my ear, which is the fact that I collect a few classified toys. And classified toys tend to get rare. You know, they tend to sell out. You can't find them anymore. And that specter keeps me from just slowing down. Because it's like, if I don't get it, it's going to be gone. I can't change my mind later. Well, see, one thing that I am actually really somewhat happy about is is the new direction that they've been going with Transformers. And so, you know, the, like, whatever, the last several years, you know, they focus so much on G1. And now they're hitting all of these um, other lines as well, which is great for the people that have nostalgia for those lines. But for me, I don't. And so, <clears throat> like... I no longer am getting the entire wave of everything. Like I'm, you know, I might get half of the wave or I might get a couple things or whatever and all that. And then, <clears throat> you know, some of the figures I may still get, I just, you know, get them later when they go on clearance. And, and so that's the thing, like for me, I actually feel like I'm getting less just because of that, because it's like, Oh, I don't have to have an Armada side swipe or I don't have to have a like, the Armada Optimus Prime or whatever. And, and, uh, or like even, you know, we talked about the new Titan class figure, um, where I don't know his, <clears throat> has anyone on the show actually gotten that toy? I'm sure that like Nick or Peter or Rick have probably gotten it. Nemesis. The Nemesis. Yeah. I don't think I mean, how so. many people on the show even got last year's Metroplex? I did. I didn't get that either. <clears throat> I got really excited about that one. Nemesis the other night. It went to just below 180 on Amazon on Monday night. I was like, wait till mm-hmm. wait till Cyber Monday. Don't don't. Yeah, do that's it. the plan. Yeah, uh, I can definitely say the the fatigue thing happens, and I usually have ways around it. But for example, when we did the review of the Toxitron collection about a month and a half ago, I had to open all like ten of those figures back to back to back to back to back, and I hated it. I love all of those figures. I think they're all fantastic. But having to do that, like having to do that, I was like, I hate this. This is not fun. I like to trickle my things out just just so I can have stuff. Like, yeah, I, I do something similar with my model kit hobby where I, I have, I don't know, five or six kits upstairs ready to be assembled when I feel like it. I never have to do a kit. You know, I take one to the beach with me and I do it. Or I do one, you know, while I have a ton of quarterly meetings or something, you know, whenever. But having to do that for the show was like, oh, this is very stressful. and I don't like doing this. I think that's part of part of knowing my own psychology is knowing that doing that feels like a waste to me right? Opening them all really fast because I could partition it out. It's like, you know, I'm that way with like food and snacks and stuff, right? Like I could buy a cake and eat the whole cake in a night and make myself sick. Or I could eat that cake over the course of eight or 10 servings once a day, eat the one slice of cake to continuously have that pleasant experience once per day for eight days. 
And I will always take the eight days approach, right? That's always how I do things. So I think for me, it's learning to, it's learning to distance these things out again. Like any artificial due dates I have on opening things or on getting through them. And I'm not saying the the show is an artificial due date, but like every Sunday at book club, we all talk about the new things that we've gotten. So anytime I have on open stuff that I haven't got to yet, I always think like, oh, I should open that up before book club so I can talk about it. Why not open up just one thing that week, talk about it, and then open another the next, right? Like, why don't I partition that? It's an artificial due date I'm putting on myself or feeling like, oh, I got this today. I immediately have to open it. Not really, like maybe if it's something used I bought from someone on eBay, I should open it just to make sure it isn't broken and then enjoy it later. But I don't really have to, there's no reason to rush these opening cycles in any way that I don't want to. It's interesting with the, going back to the Cobra Trouble Bubble, when I got that box, I didn't know it was this. I thought it was supposed to be Nacelle and Nova Prime. So I let that sit for a couple of days. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm interested in those toys, but, you know, had those molds before. Um, whereas if I had known these were the trouble bubbles, I would have ripped into that, like, immediately. So that was a fun little surprise for me Sunday night when I, you know, got the scissors out and cut open the box and, and as, Pete, as, as Rick says, cut the tape. Um, so, yeah, I... I yeah, I, I agree. Having to open a lot of toys at once gets to be tedious. I, and I do think that's another thing for me that's hindered some of the joy is the amount of effort that goes into getting some of these things out of the package. Um, I've said this time and again, so I apologize for repeating myself. Like, NECA toys, I thoroughly enjoy. But NECA toys are such a chore to get them out of the box. You get all these accessories. Then where do you put the accessories? Do you keep them in? with the box and then you have to figure out somewhere to store the box or you just put all the accessories in a bag and which ones do you want to have them displayed with and it's just it becomes a thing and it's, it's not like a sit down and have fun thing it's like i don't get to enjoy the toy as much because of a thing that that it becomes like the final item once i'm holding it in my hand it's like oh this is great this is spectacular the way it moves the accessories that it does come with the choices and options that i have is fantastic but that initial getting it out of the package is is a bit of a chore, and that takes away from some of the you know. And I enjoy your term, toy joy. Good term. I think I agree with that. Though sometimes opening things can be a bit of a chore. Yeah, and that's why I've got several MPs that I've yet to open because those are those are a chore, like MP Hound. I mean, just what do you hear? Just nightmare scenario after my nightmare scenario with that toy. So it's like, I want to open it. I want to have them on my shelf, but like, I'm scared to. Yeah, I get that. And I think like I could enjoy that level of figure more if I was doing it less often. Like before I joined the show, I was a very like occasional toy getter. Like, I, I didn't sell, I kept everything, and I had a display, but I was not getting toys on a regular basis. It was like, you know, maybe every couple months something would either come out or go on sale enough that I would get it. You know, I own maybe 10 third-party figures. 
at that point, and I got at them over the course of years. It's no longer 10. And I think that was just, yeah, right. I, I don't want to know if that's true. I don't think it's true, but I don't want to know the answer. Something that's come around recently since, since I've moved and I've been able to, to, to design my new layer and I abandoned my first design and went with, you know, more Detolfs because I'm the Detolf king and that's what I do and that's what I like and I know how to do it and Billy's didn't work for me. I started putting stuff in these cabinets, you know, I was like, okay, one side's going to be, you know, what I'm calling bulk display, which is like all the stuff since Siege, for all the stuff since Birthrise, because Siege was a waste. And it's like, all of this stuff goes together. And I've realized that going together is important to me. And when I had those cabinets empty, because I was waiting for, you know, risers or lights or storage or whatever I was waiting for, I realized what I missed most was that main you know, War for Cybertron and Forward Collection. Because all of that goes together. And I kind of looked at other stuff that I have really enjoyed collecting. There's Alternators, Micromasters, BotBots, PowerCore Combiners, Combiner Wars. All of those guys go together in their own lines. They interact together. They... They, they fill out the world of the, the story to me, and that's what's important. So if that's important to me, and all this stuff goes together, and even characters like Cascade, who I never heard of until this set, go with it because she helps fill out the world. Why do I have older stuff that doesn't fit? And so that's what's been causing me consternation and preventing toy joy. It's not the new stuff that's coming, and it's the old stuff I'm still bogged down with. And I say bogged down. I, I don't own anything that I hate. I never bought anything that I didn't like. It's just now I'm 20 years into this. Would I go and get that same stuff now? That's what I've been working through. Well, I feel like for me that they, with the new mainline, they've hit a lot of those highlights um, you know, for me. So, you know, it's like I, I went out and got all the uh, G2 figures and they've redone a lot of those in the new decos and whatnot. So it's like, do I need that G2 collection? Like, they've hit a lot of those highlights with the with the new stuff. So, um, and, and, you know, just in general, like, you know, maybe they haven't, like, hit enough of like certain lines but you know for the most part i feel like i i'm pretty satisfied with just the the newer main line and like you said christian it all kind of fits together and and uh that you can essentially build a transformers world with the new stuff and like that's really like i feel like that's the only thing that you can even do that with like, I suppose, like, you could kind of do that with, if you're combining third party and masterpiece, that uh, there's a pretty good, like, collection world that goes with that, too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, and, and maybe, I guess, you know, everything kind of, like, I guess some of the Legends figures and stuff like that, probably, they've produced enough. Probably. Of I bet you could do it with Legends. <clears throat> 
And I think if I were starting now, that's where I'd go because again, they all go together. Not all. There's like four different legend scales now, which is prohibitive. But like in theory, legends goes with legends. Yeah, you could you could build a coherent little world out of your legends figures. In fact, I have over to my right, and I still like that display, even though I haven't messed with it as much lately. It's still enjoyable because it does make sense together. I am not messing around with this guy just to bother Christian or just to make it look cool because it doesn't need me to make it look cool. It just does look cool. I'm bringing this guy up here for a specific point, and that is for G.I. Joe fans, this is the first time we've gotten a Televiper in the scale, the first time we've gotten a Trouble Bubble in the scale. So this feels not just, oh, it's a new toy, it's a new toy in a way that I've never had it before. And with Transformers, we've we've crossed that point and then some. How many Optimus Primes can we get? How many Bumblebees can we get? So again, that idea of the law of diminishing returns, there are other lines that don't feel as well-trodden because they literally haven't been. And Transformers is is a line that has been so, so well-trodden that we're, we're kind of spoiled at this point. And, and spoiled to the mm-hmm. point where it's like, I'm full. Like, I'm not, like, totally full. I can still find some room in there if there's a good dessert that I see on, on, on the table. But for a lot of stuff, like, there's a sense of feeling full and feeling complete with what we've received. Like you look at the, the MP boards and the MP pages, and there's people like, hey, I got my 84 lineup. I'm, I'm pretty well set. I got my 85 lineup. is almost done. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm probably going to tap out after that unless, like, a really improved version of a certain character comes out. Um, and, you know, I think this is why Hasbro is probably going the legacy route and doing this with more different iterations. But then we get to the point of, of like, well, those toys aren't as old. So you got a lot of folks who've gotten Armada Prime, the, the new Legacy Armada Prime, like, eh, I like the look of the original better. And, and that's, you know, that's the downside you're going to run into. And it's probably one of the reasons why they've done Bulkhead and RC and some of these other characters. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're not going to make them look exactly like they did in the show or, or that toy. Because guess what? The toy that came out when that show was on looks really really good and looks great compared to what was on the screen and and you know you, you got to go back pretty much to beast wars where you have toys that don't quite look like they did um on the screen and everything and beast machines would be too but everything rid the first rid and on most of the toys we have look just like they did in the cartoon the other the other strategy with the legacy line though is definitely to get it's definitely to get Christian to buy a minor character from a comic he hated. Like that's, that's what true. Cascade is, right? That is a minor, minor character from a comic that Christian absolutely did not enjoy. And because she now fits in with that G1 aesthetic legacy look, she goes in. She and goes in. The people who are collecting like Christian, which, you know, it's like he sounds unique on this show, but there are plenty of people who collect similar to how he does. 
And those folks are going to, even if they were just, you know, they were just G1 collectors. Well, now she's in the G1 universe, so she needs to be there. So does Javelin, less minor character, also from Comics Christian Hated. So, so does DevCon. So does G-Axis. And I think that, to me, is where they need to, not need, but I'm glad to see that they're steering the line in that direction. They're giving us the new Junkions. They're giving us, like, these very minor characters that haven't gotten uh, you know, any other toy besides the original G1 release or G2 release in some cases. So to me, you know, that's where those are the toys that I tend to get the most excited for. One that was really hard for me to skip, and I might even go back to on a decent enough sell. See, I, have to, I do it automatically on a decent enough sale is a uh, nacelle. That figure is the wrong mold all day and night. It is incorrect. It looks nice, but I don't really like the Tetrajet mold that much, and it needs to be the thrust mold. It makes me upset that it's not. But I still pre-ordered it. I did cancel it eventually. And then when it started arriving, I was getting FOMO about it, and I was like, I don't even want this. It's not right. Why would I get it? And if it goes on, you know, 15 to $20 sale, I'll probably still grab it, because that character goes with it. The old toy doesn't go with the new collection. It goes with my butterfly wall of Seekers, and that's fine. That's where it lives. But I don't have a nacelle that goes with the new collection. So it's like, oh, he needs to be there. And it's like a legit struggle in my brain to be like, this is not correct. I don't want figures that are stand-ins or figures that aren't good enough. Existing shouldn't be good enough for me. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You know, that's one thing, though. Like, I know originally I wasn't going to get this Shattered Glass Sideswipe. And uh, then we did the review show and all that, and I decided to get it. And But it's, like, a really cool-looking figure. Like, I have zero expectations. I don't care about, like, you know, this figure at all. But, like, I just love the way the deco and the way that they did the head and the chest and, and all that kind of thing, and the little MicroMaster. And so, like, I, I just have a lot of fun with these kind of guys just because I have no expectations if that makes sense. Whereas like sometimes there's like other figures that might come in that I do have like expectation. I want it to be per like the perfect representation. If that makes sense. Right. So it's like, Oh, that I need a, you know, I really want uh, a bombshell or whatever in my collection, but I want that to be the perfect version of bombshell. Whereas like this, it's like, okay, well I just want a cool toy to play with. But I think that's part that that's one of the bonuses that can happen with this whole unification thing is that you might actually get a new character because our our collector's line of Transformers has been very cautious about making new people up until the Junkions, right? The Junkions are new people and that's new oh, for we getting Wingfinger was new, fossilizers you know. And the, yeah. People hated fossilizers though. The modulators. <laughs> Some cool. people love them. Modulators were kind of new. Okay, so we occasionally get new characters. That is, that is exactly how new they were. But for for Lucas, this is basically a new character, right? Like no no shattered glass investment, no armada investment. So this is basically getting to have a new Transformers character, just because it got leaked into his toy line, which is a cool thing. Like that's something we don't get a lot anymore. We already have expectations for 
what that person's going to be like. Her too, right? She yeah. got leaked into the toy line. A lot of you, a lot of you wouldn't touch the Studio Series Bumblebee stuff, so you don't even have that RC mold. But then you get the new toy, the new mold that you haven't had before, and a new character, and she's cool. And purportedly, she's cool. Mine has decided to never come to my house, which is fine. It can maybe it'll arrive in like February when I'm less fatigued on toys. Of all the B mold stuff I had, um, this RC mold was the best one. The others are not good. I. I, I like the Studio Series B toys quite a bit. I, I liked RC. I love Javelin. Um, I want more of what Javelin and Cascade represent. Um, you know, characters that we haven't seen before, um, molds that maybe aren't getting as much usage. Um, you know, I, I, I'm very, very happy with that, that two pack. It's funny, we don't actually have a lot of snipers in Transformers. So they, by adding two, they added quite a few snipers and something Catherine said a few times, there actually are not nearly as many women in the Decepticon ranks as the Autobot ranks. So even though she's a big character, adding one was good. That, that's that was. Yeah, yeah, but, as, but the as characters says, we have not gotten enough of this mold. We need more, right? Anna, we need more of this mold. Yeah, see, I don't have it, so I can't I can't hate it yet. But don't worry. Don't worry. When I get it, I'll probably should have complained about it. First time I I got this mold. I will say this is the best uh, if I were to pick a version of this mold, this would be the one. So there's that. It did make me remember how it was possible I lost these barrels from Nightbird or one of them. Because they just fall out whenever they feel like (laughs) they just fall out. Yeah. So one of them is gone from Nightbird forever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know where mine are. I think mine are somewhere on this like stand that I have in front of me. I think something that kind of scared me about this fatigue that we've been having is because like sometimes Christian and Lucas will say things about the end. Like they'll talk about like the end of the collecting, especially Lucas will mention this a lot. And that just makes me nervous because like toys are not... I'm not just collecting these to like finish a collection. I'm collecting them because here I am about to turn 40 next month. And I still authentically enjoy toys. Like they are so much fun to me. They're just something that I really enjoy. Nothing else in life gives me the same amusement and joy as playing with action figures. (laughs) As goofy as it sounds. And I don't want to ever lose that. So I think I get a little worried sometimes when I get these fatigues that I'm losing my ability to get the excitement from the toys. And then last week, Catherine sent me a bunch of things she didn't want anymore, as she is wont to do. And she sent me this little tiny eject. This is the fans toys version of the Autobot cassette boy. And I absolutely love this thing. Everything about getting this figure, you know, one, it being from a friend of mine who I care about and having that, like, part to it, is, that actually adds to toys if they come from someone, even if even though she sent it to me because she hated it and called it trash. So the thought counts. And just getting to do another cassette that turns into a little guy out of the same size scale 
And the same idea, and I wish I had them all in bot mode again to kind of show, but getting to do that, you know, here's enemy from the Takara mold. Here's the KFC little man mold. They're all cassettes, micro cassettes that turn into little men. This one is completely different. It transforms differently. It's bigger. It has a different form factor. The head's in a different spot. It's another new thing. It's another way to impress me with a freaking, a freaking, a freaking micro cassette 40 years later, right? It's really cool that I can still be impressed by it. So, like, I was thrilled. You know, I got that toy joy again. I was excited. I played with him for the whole evening sitting watching TV, even though he's just this tiny, simple toy. I made him ride all sorts of different things. But I, I feel like the the difference, like, when I talk about the end and all that, I th- like, I feel like it's different because, like, it's not like that, we're, I'm, you know, we're necessarily going to stop collecting things. Right. But, like, <clears throat> to me, I feel like I would rather get to a point where I'm getting things because they're cool. And because I like it more than I'm trying to finish my collection or expand the collection, if that makes sense. So it's almost more like I'm getting, like, you know, whatever, something, something. So, like, I think that that's a different objective, whereas I feel like I'm still in the mode of trying to complete my collection, whatever the heck that means. I get what you're saying because I think that was something that I used to do. Like I used to just get a Transformers toy when it was exciting and interesting looking. And, you know, maybe it was that one time I bought it for nostalgia or maybe it was that one time I bought it because the transformation looked wacky, but it wasn't to complete a set. It wasn't to get a certain character. It wasn't to do any of those types of things. It was just because, wow, that looks fun. I want to go home and play with that. And that's, that's the cool thing about collecting toys sometimes is you just, you get it because it looks amusing. Yeah. And I feel like for me, the line that I've been feeling that sentiment much more so than Transformers has been Marvel Legends. And and Marvel Legends is somewhat of a similar thing that people are going through when it comes to Transformers, where they're like, hey, I've got my 84 lineup. And to me, it's like, I've got my core Avengers lineup. There's still some, some 90s characters I'd like to see. And then, and, and then, you know, I get, I get a dude like this. I get this brand new Marvel Legends Destroyer from the Thor 2-pack. And, like, this is just a fantastic toy. And this just reminds me again, Anna, that, that toy joy. And, like, I, I could have, like, little to no attachment to this character or this property and just be like, this is just a good, solid chunk of a toy and it's it's just like got spikes all over and it's just a fantastic design and i can just appreciate this for just being a cool freaking toy and so when you say phil i think you're just happy like i'm, I'm not like 100 happy but like i can get something like this and be like yeah this this scratches a lot of itches and and makes me feel like you know this is this is fun this is what i'm in this hobby for and i'm not saying transformers isn't doing that for me it still is um but there's times where like a toy just just makes me pop in my brain um and and joe has been doing that just a little bit more for me with the classified line um but then you know aries are 
uh, the the you know three pack air razor very very much has made me feel like great toy go buy it it's awesome can't recommend it enough 10 out of 10 kind of thing it's nice to get that feeling and like it's not that i think i just need to slow down i think that is like my prescription for myself is to slow down because i do think i am getting some fatigue you know whether we want to talk about it as diminishing returns or dosage response or whatever I think that has been wearing on me. Like I've been doing the toy opening, the toy getting and the toy playing with too often for it to be as much of an event. I think I want to eventually get this back to being something special. I do, even if it's, you know, twice a month special, that's still better than just every other day opening something new. Cause it's like at the time I was getting the worst fatigue from a lot of the figures I got. I got this freaking fans hobby buster and, like, this thing has been on my desk for weeks now, and I play with it almost every day, and it is so much fun. Like, this is a really, really fun toy, and I finally brought his playmate upstairs tonight so I could play with them together and have him hang out with Clowder, and they can just do weird Dustron things together, and... They do all sorts of stupid stuff in Super God Master Force. They don't really make a lot of sense. So they can go have dumb schemes. And that Anyone is Anyone like, or that's anything uses the name Deathron as a weirdo. I know, right? It's it's like I'm just using the proper term for the cartoon, but then it's like I also think of Peter. Huh. Right. But that is goal. That's probably his <laughs> nefarious goal. Um but yeah, this was Toy Joy, right? Like this whole thing, and even though it had some points in the transformation where I didn't like that as much, like getting it to this cool action figure that I know can turn into a pretty cool airplane that isn't even a character that I love. He's a character that I find slightly amusing because he's a minor guy. But man, did I enjoy this toy, or am I enjoying this toy? And that. So that just, like, tells me, you know, it's not that I've lost my ability to enjoy the hobby. It's that I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> and I'm the person who says never tell people they're doing it wrong, but it's perfectly okay to tell yourself you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I love That's those, like, water splashing in your face moments where you feel, like, sort of drowsy, sort of fatigued, and then <laughs> something just, like, hits and you're just like, Oh, you, you just you just feel like you got woken up a little bit, and uh, I'm glad to hear that that Buster did that for you. I think so, yeah. yeah. We also like it when you freeze, Phil. I'm just sitting there in the same position all night, anyway. Just very stoic. <laughs> oh, yeah. so me holding up me holding up the destroyer figure, no one saw that. It's not done. I don't know about that. I don't know if you're no, present then. You, we did see you holding up the destroyer. Okay. You just froze recently. So, I have counterpoints to that, and they're not even arguments. They're just things I thought as you talked about those two toys. Phil, I am considering getting that Detroit Steel figure next week because I think it looks cool. I don't know who that dude is, really. You kind of told me who he is. I think that thing looks awesome. It's got a you know way over-the-top American flag color scheme. It's a giant mech dude. That's like right up my alley. But will I get it? I don't know. It doesn't fit with anything I have. Anna, that buster looks amazing. And I really want Dreadwind because I like the Darkwing combined mode. And I just like that they do that. And they were cool to me in the Stormbringer books. 
that doesn't fit with anything I have either. So is it, is it that I've, I've put myself in this hole and I don't have enough imagination to get out? Or is it that I just know what I like and it really is mainly that world building and mainly that display building rather than like a fun toy having experience? I don't know. Yeah. I do know that it, it's important to me that, you know, this is a toy that I can take down and play with and have fun with and transform and do stuff with. And I know that I don't have that experience with masterpiece figures. Lucas helped me realize that some years ago. And that's why I got out of masterpiece. Those weren't fun. They just stood there. They were expensive. And I was like, I, I never want to mess with these because they're not fun to mess with. This is still fun to mess with, even though I don't do it very often. I really like building displays. I really like walking in there and seeing this is the world. I love seeing that. So I think it's it, I'm in the middle of transitioning myself from a buying hobby to a displaying hobby. And of course, if you're doing display stuff, it necessitates buying things from time to time. But I think that's where I am. And for me, displays go together. It's not... It's more about what goes with it than what is disparate. That's a lot of talking for me just to have points that I don't know if I can keep to. My, my solution for that, Christian, is I just have a shelf of things that don't go together. <laughs> but that works for you. Like, it works for me, right? Like, yeah. that works for us. Like, I don't need... I'm enjoying putting the fans hobby guys together because I want to put together a super gun master force. Cause I really enjoy it. Like it's my favorite transformer series. So I want to put that together, but I'm getting less excitement out of putting the team together that I am out of getting some really exceptional figures that are really fun to play with. And I'll say Christian, when we were doing microcasters and we were trying to, you know, do a lot of Hasbro reviews specifically, I was buying the things that got you excited. I was completing the sets that were exciting you. And it did not work for me at all. Like almost all of those toys I've sold or are sitting in my pile to sell now, just painfully sitting there and not selling. And don't do things because they seem, don't do things because they're fun for me, right? Like, I don't think you would enjoy Buster like I do. I think you would enjoy him for a little bit, but then I don't think it would last like it has for me. And I was I'm amused. really grateful that you know me well enough to have said those exact things. You said them to me weeks ago when you first got Buster. And it's that everything I've gotten that is outside of my zone that I've created for myself. The best example I have this year is... Um, the Power Links Optimus from Fans Hobby. That's a beautiful figure. It wasn't horrible to transform. It was more expensive than I like to go, but it's beautiful. I just don't want to have it in my collection anymore because it didn't go with anything. I did the same thing last year with the Fire Guts God Jinrai from also Fans Hobby. It happens with them a lot because their stuff looks so good and it's just like, I have it. It's beautiful. It doesn't go. I even had just a little bit of it with this this week. But I'm slowly building kind of a trans art, trans metal masterpiece thing. And I've wanted a lab rat forever and I can't get the real one. I could, but I don't want to pay that for it. And he's here. I'm really happy he's here. But at the same time, I can't display this javelin. That's not right. It doesn't go. So 
I guess I'm still working on stuff, but I'm thankful to have friends that know me well enough to say, don't buy this because you won't like it. <laughs> or don't buy this because you will get rid of it because it doesn't fit. Yeah, I'm not sure about the trans art for you yet. I haven't quite decided. I think it could work, but I think you'd have to have a lot of it. And I'm not sure if you should have a lot of it. A lot of trans art or a lot of fans art? A lot of trans art. Because I I feel like you really could enjoy having a lot of it. Like having a, you know, whole little world of trans metal guys from trans art, I think would make you happy. It would also be expensive. And it would be pretty big. Two more on pre-order. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more in the camp, Christian, that I think you would you would like it, especially as you start to build it up now. Um, you know, I don't know if you're playing catch up now, and that's why you know maybe it is getting a little more expensive for you. But they, their 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 rate of churning out toys has in, increased a little bit, but I'd still say it's a slow enough output that that you could keep up with it. So I did rebuy a masterpiece figure at the beginning of this year because I got. Transmetal one Cheetor from Transart, and I was like, the Transmetal two one looks incredible. So now I've got all three of those Cheetors, season one, season two, season three, all together in a display, and that makes me so happy. Cheetor was my my childhood friend. So it was Rat Trap, and then Lab Rat's just a a thing out there that was like, I need it. Anyway, so it makes me happy to have. I've got um, the two Cheetors, Lab Rat, Rat Trap, and RC. I've got five. I don't know that I need them all. If I can find, you know, a Megatron and a Primal. Oh, I've also got Primal Prime. That one's less good. Sorry. That's my dude. Not good. But, like, I'm sort of doing it, but it doesn't make me want the Season 1 official Masterpiece Beast Wars because those are just terribly expensive. I got lucky and found a Cheetor for a reasonable price to go with that specific thing. They're expensive, and they're those trans art figures sound like they're still fun to play with. They sound like they're not, you know, that's, they're. That's something you and I have talked about as I've been doing this. Is that I got out of masterpiece because they weren't fun, but these trans art figures, generally speaking, are more articulated, more polished, more refined versions of the original figures. So it's not like a horrible, complicated, explode everything out and come back together mess. It's oh, I remember doing this when I was a kid. It just looks better now. And I, that That's a sweet spot I didn't know I had. I think that's why I've landed on the fans' hobby stuff out of all the different MP, all the different third-party nice stuff I've bought. The fans' hobby is like, okay, it's not that bad to transform. Like, I'd say Clowder is the most difficult out of all of them. And as long as you're not doing Bird, He's not bad at all to transform. The bird mode is very difficult to get to. And it also looks pretty stupid. So just move on from that. But all the other toys, except for that stupid Minerva. Oh, that thing makes me mad. Except for that, they're fun. And I need that. I need them to be fun. I need them. I I don't want to own toys, honestly. And, you know, I need to eventually get rid of a lot of my masterpiece stuff because I don't want to own toys that I'm going to start to transform when I'm waiting for a student to come out on a zoom call and I have to leave half transformed on my desk after they show up 20 minutes late because it takes so damn long to transform it. Like those aren't that fun to me. Mm-mm. That's what I realized. That's what Lucas led me to realize. He was the Pied Piper of getting rid of masterpiece. And it's not all Masterpiece for me because there's like, you know, Masterpiece Prowl is not yeah. a difficult figure. Besides, so, is up there for me too. 
I still I have Clampdown have because of that. Yeah, I still have Tiger Track because he didn't break my side sway broke, so I don't count him anymore. But um, yeah, those older Masterpiece figures and just a few random ones. Like, strangely enough, the the new-ish Masterpiece Starscream is so intuitive. I can still get through it fast and enjoy it because it's just a really, really well-made piece of toy engineering. But a lot of those, like Sunstreaker, and I got rid of Hound because I didn't want to play with them anymore. Um, those are just, they're too long. They're too, <laughs> too involved. But I think getting into touch with what actually brings you toy joy, um, if you're going to do this hobby for fun, is important. Because when it starts to become a chore in any way, what's the point, right? Like, your hobby just can't become a chore. That's Unless you're into chores. Like, if that's your, if you get a chore fetish, that's fine. And go for it. But for those of us who are not into chores, then no, it shouldn't become a chore. It should be something that you can get fun out of. Christian obviously gets fun out of building shelves and putting displays on them. That's enjoyable. I do. I love it. There's something really gratifying about getting like a team all up there in one spot and everything like that. I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Well, Christian, have we managed to hit all your points for tonight, or is there anything else that you're wanting to... Nah, that was all the points. I don't know that I've gotten anywhere that I wasn't before, but and it was nice to talk about it. Yeah. I, I have one small point that I want to bring up. I'm going to show another non-transformer figure here, and that is the opposite of Toy Joy, the just toy dejection. And, and I had that this weekend when I opened up uh, Classified Copperhead here. I was really? really, really looking forward to this toy. And then I just like his face, his, his, his eyes are a little screwed up. I don't like the paint on his eyes. I don't know if I've got one that's just got some bad QC. Um, he doesn't come with nearly as many accessories as some of his, his uh, other line mates do. And I just like, you know, that, that's the thing when you're looking forward to a toy and it lets you down. That's a, that's a bummer. It doesn't happen often. Um, but, but when it does happen, you're like, ah, I got the guy, I got the guy, and you open up, and you're like, this isn't as cool as it wants to be, and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, again, I had that with Copperhead, and I was, I was a little bit sad. I just mentioned Fans Happy Athena, that, that was that for me. I lied yeah. to myself about that toy for, like, two months straight, saying, oh, I like this because it's Minerva, and I've always wanted a Minerva toy since I watched Super Guy Master Force for the first time when I was a younger human, and it was like, no, I no, I like it. I definitely like it. It's good. It's Minerva. It, it looks like her. It's, it's great. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, it's kind of crap. No, no, no. It's, it's fine. It'll be okay. And, oh, yeah, it's not good. It's not I good. I had the Nightbeat version, and it's similar to you. I was like, I've loved Nightbeat since yeah. I met Nightbeat in Age of Wrath or the Dark Ages, whichever one he was in, Dark Ages. And I was like, I, I love Nightbeat. And you dig deeper. Oh, he's this cool detective guy. Man, this is great. Oh, he can have the trench coat. I don't want to spend $50 on a trench coat. Okay, but he's still here. And it's like, no, this toy sucks. Yeah. The biggest bummer about that is that the other two are not socks. Shuda and Cab are both good. And <laughs> it's just her. Just left out in the cold. So yeah, you can still get bombed. 
I can't believe there isn't a night beat. There's the Thrilling 31, which is bad. There's that one, which is bad. It's not on the league list for next year. It's like, come on, please, please, night beat, please. There's, there's the one, right? yeah. Yeah. I've really been thinking about it, but guess who doesn't do Masterpiece because it's not fun for him. Yeah, but Cheetor and Nightbeat are similar for you, right? He's your friend too? They're all my friends. <laughs> the Thrilling 31 other than it being not accurate or articulated uh, to the current standards. I also Ugly. really hated that they switched the mold at the last moment because I really like that jazz mold. And at one point I had every version of it. The Jasmo was good. That night bug gold bee crap thing is not good. I don't like that mold either. And he, it's, one the, it's like the flattest transformer. It's bad. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever encountered. It wasn't the worst thing that year. And gold bug's paint makes it a little bit better. But, like, it's not night bee. Yeah. Not particularly good either. I did... I did get his upgrade kit. I forget who did I, it. I got a similar one. Yeah. It does look a lot better with that. Okay. So. Yeah, I see where that helps it. It gives it the right chest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's better. Yeah. Doesn't it need great. stickers then on top of that, though? Probably. Weapons and... <laughs> More things. A new mold and... Yeah. Other than that, I, I think it's great. It just needs to be replaced, and then yeah. it'll be perfect. Well, that, that's the other other thing that I said earlier. You know, is existing good enough? And I think I have to get to a place where it's not. It's not. It is definitely not. Like I, I feel that with Minerva, right? Like the stupid treads and circuits Minerva does not fill the gap for me. That's not. That's not the Minerva I want it to be. But the fans having Minerva sitting on my shelf and making me angry is not Worse. good enough either. <laughs> worse. I, I don't know if worse is the right term. Worse. Not really, because worse. the Treads and Circuits one doesn't do anything. It's a different person. That one actually does fill the gap for me, but I know you're more attached to Minerva than I It doesn't work for me. It's a different... That that character in Treads and Circuits was a nobody nothing that just showed up in uh, I think the less said about Treads and Circus, the better. I realized how angry that series made me only afterwards. Cause I was angry at it the whole time, so I'm glad you caught well, up. Well, yeah, because you were disappointed that it wasn't, that it was Wreckers being, like, this weird other thing. I was excited for that idea, this, like, Wreckers meets Jackass nonsense seemed really amusing. And then the story wasn't really that. It wasn't really very good. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It ended. It, it could have been a thing, and then it was like, oh, not a thing. The less said about Treads and Circuits, the better. This is not the Treads and Circuits show. Go back to but, it. But it's that same idea of uh, getting excited for something and getting disappointed by it, right? Like, I was actually really excited for that comic series because the, the cast was a bunch of characters I thought would be amusing together. The premise was amusing, and the actual implementation was pooptastic. It did get me a cool toy of some white and red transforming girl robot, but that's not my Minerva, so it doesn't matter. It's a good toy. Uh, yeah, Nightbeat's definitely someone that needs more and better love than what he's received. Maybe you'll get a Nightbeat out of that Minerva. There you go. Yeah, I'm kind um, of surprised we haven't seen that. 
So don't I mention, uh, join us for Anna's Anime Academy on Sunday night at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern on the TF Talk Discord as uh, they witness the Battle on the Moon in Super God Master Force episodes 27 and 28. The Battle yeah. on the Moon now? Oh, crazy. Yeah, God Genrise there, and there's there's Overlord, and Black Zarek just showed up. Getting pretty wacky. I'm pretty freaked out by that. Well, guys, thanks for joining me tonight and uh, discussing this. And, um, you know, thanks to everyone in the chat uh, that contributed as well. Yeah, thank thanks you for giving all. us the structure, Anna. That was nice. Yeah. I was just excited to talk about this stuff. Had some pent up energy. Yay. There you go. All right. Well, uh, all that. thanks, guys. And we will see everybody next week. Good night. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. Ha <laughs> ha!